All right. Uh, so, um, if you're anything like me, you uh, talk a lot, and uh, I happen to use my voice uh, a lot and um, uh, more often. And um, so, uh, when I'm going over like uh, my edits and stuff, and um, or just going over a show for a review, uh, you you notice all these like um, uh, habits you have while speaking, um, some like uh, ticks or you know monomic uh, habits uh, that you have, and um, I I definitely noticed one in my day to day speaking that uh that I find kind of funny at least and uh I think it's a product of having to like always speak to people who are not that talkative like in the types of <laughs> environments that um you know I find myself working at and stuff uh so if you're anything like me saying so also functions as a uh, period at the uh, end of a sentence. Like, give me an example. I'll just be going on, oh, yeah, and uh, I think we should do this and get together and approach it like that. So <laughs> as if to just uh, indicate to the other person that uh, I'm done speaking and now I want you to hit me back with <laughs> hit me back with something so uh so uh ladies and gentlemen this is the world according to kyle podcast uh how you doing everybody it's nice to be back if you want to follow me on the interwebs you can check me at twa2k on youtube kyleverse on twitter kyleverse on tiktok Kyle Max 86 on the IG and TWA2K via Reddit. If you have questions or topics for the show that you would like to see covered, uh, hit up one of my DMs and uh, mention mention what you got to mention. Um, as far as the show goes, you can catch me on uh, YouTube iHeartRadio and Spotify. Also, I have a direct RSS feed. Yeah, boy. Uh, in the New Year's, I'm going to start uh, after in 2023. We are going to go with video for our YouTube shows. So I think that's a change we need to make and uh, would attract uh, more like youtube audience and kind of like a vlog slash meme type audience so stay tuned for that folks we'll get this uh we'll get you a picture uh going forward but i did want to know for those of you who are watching the show i mean i was wondering if uh during my um during when i'm vlogging or doing like a podcast should i just um like silence out the dr the drinking is like uh or should i um should i make a habit to stop when, when i'm uh taking a drink or are you guys really that bothered when you uh when someone takes a drink like is it uh a, or, a, or a brief pause rather like i could spend all the time just kind of clipping it uh together but uh you know it's 
I want to kind of make it both function as a podcast and a uh, vlog. So uh, let me know what you think. Uh, do you prefer like pauses in and quick edits or just seamless uh, conversation with a little bit of like, you know, fuzzy things happening uh, in between? Uh, so let me know uh, what you feel, TWA2K fam. And uh, we'll try we'll try to make it happen and make uh, whatever works best for the flow of uh, the show really is what I'm more concerned with. So right now we're watching uh, it, it's about Sunday, uh, five thirty on a Sunday, and we're watching um, we're watching the NFL uh, games. Cincinnati's up seventeen ten. It's about to go into. Uh, halftime and uh it was a very crazy nfl week um it started like such a it started like the nfl is drunk type of <laughs> type of uh type of week with all the shit that was happening like i thought philadelphia at for a long part of the early portion of the slate for the first half of the slate and sometime after the first half I thought both Philly and Buffalo were going to lose their respective uh, games for not just like a blip <laughs> for most of the game. Um, and, uh, you know, I, te I texted my friend. I'm just like, the NFL is drunk right now because it, it, it just looked like, uh, you know, it just looked like fucking like such a random like, but. Things kind of stabilized, and uh, both Buffalo and Philly ended up um, ended up winning. But uh, it was uh, it was an interesting um, it was an interesting start, nonetheless. And Buffalo, you know, was still kind of trying to find its footing from the um, from from the last two losses that uh, they had, um, but. Everything kind of balanced out in the end. Um, you can tell football like is a, a lot very balanced. Like you know, if you uh, if you do not show up uh, to a game, then you then a team can just kind of uh, play well and and beat you that game. And that's any team, top to bottom. The uh, the best team in the league, you know, ha you know, has to have a. Uh, you, uh, a solid they can't just you know go fall asleep at the wheel and expect to beat the worst team in the league um you have to have your wits about you in the jets versus uh new england patriots game Pape the it was just like a defensive punt fest city and was absolutely ridiculous both the quarterbacks just looked uh awful um yeah, I own Zach Wilson in a fantasy league, and um, it's not looking great. I mean, you have to take it with a grain of salt, and especially a uh, super grain of salt, considering that the Patriots are just, they just, they're built to fucking destroy young quarterbacks. And, uh, and, and that's just what they do. 
That is, uh, th- th- it is the hardest to succeed as a young quarterback versus like a Patriots defense. So we gotta kind of, uh, we gotta kind of take it game by game and see what happens. But uh, I mean, there was just the so many missed like misreads and not getting the ball off fast enough and not taking the check downs and. Uh, the thing that I'm glad that with Wilson, though, is that it's mental stuff and that can be fixed a lot easier than it's like you know, he's too physically uh, slow, but he has a kind, he has a great arm. He has a solid arm. He moves around well and um, he just needs to get more instinctual and figure out what the right uh what the right read is fast and not kind of linger in a decision making process um i feel that uh that happened a lot of times where he he was not sensing the uh pressure or the direction of the pressure and he could have made the play extend easier if he um if he had sensed where the pressure was going and made a move that would have been um, uh, beneficial to the um, to the to the uh, position of the players on the field and um, and, and he could have uh, he, he could have picked he, he, he his decision making uh, left a little to be desired versus granted a defense that um, that is meant to fuck with your head and defense that makes things hard for you. If you do not mentally know what you're doing. Um, But the things, the positives that I do see out of Zach Wilson are his physical abilities and his uh, balance between uh, running and passing his, uh, uh, his arm. um, And uh, the, the only thing that's left is if he could just, you know, spend uh, spend the next year just mentally improving, improving his upset. Oh, Pittsburgh just scored. Pittsburgh just scored on third and nine before 147 left before the half. Kenny Pickett throws a lob up, but it looked like uh, Ray Ray McLeod was uncovered, giving us a little gritty at the end. Oh, no, it was Pickens. It was Pickens. Oh, jeez. All right, we have a game. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know um, it would it would be this kind of game. It looks very shootouty. The one thing with the NFL, and I tweeted this like maybe week three of the season, was that um, the NFL is a war of attrition, and it tr- it, it truly is. I've the and the other thing with this season is that the defensive play is just extraordinary. It's absolutely extraordinary. The uh the number of defenders that I am familiar with is unlike any other point in time in uh, in, in in NFL uh, history. I think that is a um that is a unspoken kind of element of these uh, NFL uh, of the NFL seasons. But now that uh, you know, now that we we prefaced all 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 this with uh, with that is, I think 
the war of attrition now is starting to tilt, tilt and the teams are less healthy and um uh and everybody's going through their own uh battles of injuries and players that aren't on the field and substitute uh, oh you almost missed the exit point but just hooked in uh and substitute uh, uh positions and stuff like that so as the uh season goes on i th- i find it favors the offense and that's kind of a working theory that i'm having right now is that the beginning of these uh nfl seasons when everybody's healthy and everybody's in top shape it's a lot harder to uh to score and teams are all healthy they all have their ones out most of them anyways uh, unless you had an injury in preseason but even that being said 95 percent of your roster is probably probably healthy so <clears throat> as the season goes along and more injuries happen uh all of a sudden your team becomes like the uh a funnel to uh for um exploiting uh weaknesses in certain positions of leverage that uh a team might feel that they have so it is uh I'm expecting these offenses to get a little better but uh I don't want to hear any of the narrative that uh, this is bad football be- being played. I think there's some incredible defensive football uh that's going that's going a little um underlooked uh in in the grand scheme of things. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention the uh, game of the year that just happened uh, recently between Buffalo and Minnesota. Now, that game's a lot easier to forget knowing that Minnesota is down 20-3 to versus Dallas uh, at home. And which with a questionable line that opened up at minus two for Dallas. What do they know? I guess the um, uh, I forget to who the uh, who the player was, but uh, got injured. Uh, I think it was like a very important like uh, rookie draft pick, uh, Darisaw, Christian Darisaw. Yes, that uh, uh, O lineman got injured, and that definitely with Parsons. Uh, kind of created a matchup dynamic where it's just one of those like, hmm, does somebody know something that we don't know type of lines? So um, that was weird, but uh, they knew something that we didn't know because uh, Dallas is whooping their ass. Um, So uh, yeah, the game of the year. um, And and Minnesota did not have that great of a game, but um, the I think it is more about the the flaws in Buffalo that the game really showcased that Buffalo's not this unbeatable juggernaut that uh, everybody thinks it is. It had a couple of injuries and all of a sudden was very vulnerable, especially to the passing attack. And having their own nice Burrow picked up a nice first down on set, uh, second and ten, and uh, you know having their own issues on uh, the running game especially, and um, the passing game once Josh Allen starts to get a little flustered, and 
you know, one thing with Alan is that, you know, I, he, I tell my friend is that he has these brain fart moments that uh, are in pivotal times where, uh, you know, he just, uh, he just does something really just boneheaded. And it's like, you see somebody who's like, who, who knows they have their wits about you. Like they just look like a cold killer. They look like they're calculating and like, you just or Josh Allen just he, he looks he's kind of got like a deer in headlights look about him even though he, he's a big guy he's like uh he just you remember when Baker Mayfield was uh didn't have his uh helmet on who T Higgins just made a great catch but he looks like he may have got injured on the play that would be devastating that would be devastating <clears throat> so you know that baker mayfield's like when he's like smashing his bare uh head against the uh uh, uh his fellow teammates helmets um josh allen has that kind of like look to him like all the time like he's just constantly just uh just you know just you know, he's got his mind off and he is just like a body that is going to like wreck shit. And that is not, uh, that, uh, that might be the trait of a successful linebacker or somebody, but I like the, for a quarterback, you want a, like, you want a cold calculated killer in, uh, uh, and, um, you know, it seems like it's, it, that's kind of my read on the situation. And Burrow just throws in, uh, I think a ball got tipped and he uh, coughed up to Pittsburgh right after T Higgins goes out. And it looks questionable as if T Higgins is going to return after that play because it did not look, he did not look too good. Um, he did get off on his own will, I think because of play, uh, a play, happened too early after that and yeah definitely looks like it didn't touch the ground or anything looks like that's a pick wallace <sighs> well with t out and that's not that is not a good sign for the Bengals. That, that sucks because Chase will be coming back. Hopefully, whatever T has, it's uh, it's not too bad. And I guess they're putting it under review because it's under two minutes. But I don't think there's any doubt he cradles his hand underneath the ball, and uh, and he secures it. The ball didn't move. His hand was cradled underneath it. I. Uh, I don't see how how it can be overturned, especially with call on the field. Oh, we need this one. We need this one for the TWA2K uh, Bengals future to be in play. I mean, they can always go. They're the type of team that can always go on a heater, so it's not like. Uh, the end of the world, but this would be two losses to Pittsburgh in division, and uh, they really need this one. 
they really need this one. And another football thing I uh, wanted to bring up was the Frank Reich uh, situation. Um, former Colts uh, O lineman, was it? Uh, Jeff Saturday has been announced as uh, the coach, uh, the new coach of a uh, of the Indianapolis Colts, <clears throat> a um, you know left field hire, a, a hire out of left field. Um, by the owner Jim Mersey. and I don't. You know, as far as the uh, hire itself goes, and he's one and one, and played a really close game with um, with one of the best teams in the NFC, and probably should have won today. Um, but who's who, who's to yeah? That's too small a sample size to know uh, if uh, Jeff Saturday will pan out in in the end, but. We'll see how the latter half of the season plays out. But the thing I wanted to bring up is that Frank Reich absolutely milked the fuck out of the Colts. Like he stayed on in his position with the same strategy, with the same formula that just never, never grew to anything. It was always exactly the same. Um, get a bunch of talented, get a super talented offensive line, good offensive pieces, good defensive pieces. Just draft the hell out of those spots. Ignore quarterback and keep hiring these uh, borderline washed up slash going to be washed up when they start playing with you type of projects. Um, or already washed up and not admitting it. So they just keep taking on all of these, all of these guys and they perform well. Like you're getting a discount on a quarterback that might not have the physical talent that he had before, but has all of the mental um, traits uh, that put him um, as that put him as a uh, top uh, top level in his uh, respective position. Um, but the just physical traits aren't there. So he gets these guys that are really established and he knows are, are, are solid, but don't really put you over the top. And he goes and he gets these guys and they make the playoffs and they win the division every year, but they do not have a team that can possibly compete on a, on a Super Bowl. uh, type of level and the and they know that and they did this strategy just relentlessly to a fault where it was just it was just a joke like uh where you're getting these quarterbacks who you know that they're not doing anything else they've they've had the the uh they've had a shot at the pinnacle like with matt ryan uh They've had a, a, a shot at the at the top and with better situations and you're providing and came up short. So, of course, they're going to come up short in the exact same situations. But the the reason he Frank Reich milked the uh, Colts was because he never tried to do that one move or attach himself to a quarterback or uh, uh 
a young quarterback, give up the picks for the young guy, and and just always did enough to. Um, it's like the it's like the Jimbo Fisher, but you know, two extra wins basically, <laughs> uh, two to three extra wins in a in a playoff loss. So. I think that is the formula if you want to just milk the <laughs> milk <laughs> milk a team for as much money as, as possible <laughs> is uh I think that is the uh I think Frank Reich has uh set the framework for that to happen. All right, but uh let's move on to uh some other topics. We still kind of got the game on Pittsburgh Pittsburgh got a field goal before half, so it's twenty to seventeen. Uh, Grey Cup is tonight, actually. So uh, Argos versus um, Argos versus Blue Bombers. Blue Bombers beat our guy Nathan Rourke, TWA two K uh, fave Nathan Rourke. But uh, I'm hearing that he is getting scouted by some NFL teams. So eighty um, percent passer rating will do that and cfl actually has talent you know they might not have the best rules but they actually have talented players in the league's been around for a while and established all that good stuff right so we got that on in the background but uh there's a few other subjects i wanted to uh i wanted to get at with you folks because there's always more to life than um, sports, more to life than crypto, more to life than life, obviously, because death, you know. Uh, <laughs> but moving along, um, okay, I have this weird thing where um, this is supposed to be one of these, like, times where we're super worried about fucking diseases and super super fucking paranoid about that stuff but is anybody like me has not gotten sick since like before the pandemic and it's literally been that long it's been like i i have not gotten sick since before the pandemic um and i do not know if i had covid and it's like all these people are getting sick around me and I'm just like fucking normal, and like even my roommates uh, was sick for a couple weeks uh, with the RSV shit that was going around, and so there was that, and there was also the COVID, which you know I did, I did get my shots. I didn't get them like right away, but I kind of like me, you know, middle of the line, waited for it, got my three and uh, my booster, so I uh, only had three. Uh, but I just haven't been, um, I haven't been sick for like a single fucking day. Uh, is this normal? Like, has anybody else been like this? Um, I feel like it's kind of, uh, uh, like we're more vulnerable to get sick now, or maybe just since we've just been like social distancing and that and the masks in some certain places, maybe that was, really creating like a uh environment in which things uh spread less now there was one time when i was kind of like i wasn't um 
I wasn't out of breath. I was just like breathing a little like slowly, but I did smoke like a shit ton of weed that night. So I, uh, at my friend's house, we partied and, uh, you know, they get the hash going on and, uh, <laughs> all that, all that stuff. So like maybe I just, uh, it was just a, a vague shortness of breath, but I just feel so fucking weird. It feels like that, um, I feel like that dude in like Ex Machina where like he wants to like cut himself open to see if he's <laughs> a robot or, or not. I feel like uh, I'm at that point where I, I just haven't been sick in so long that um, I just don't. Uh, it, it's weird. It, it, I don't know if it's weird to be uh, not sick in this all, all in this type of environment right now, or if that or if this type of environment makes it less likely to get sick if you already. Generally speaking, eat good and exercise and all that jazz. Maybe I just got the perfect, uh, you know, health regimen. Maybe my, uh, <laughs> maybe this is like the new, uh, the new um, diet, uh, diet fad, where <laughs> the TWA2K diet fad, where it just be uh, two joints per day. And a different uh, random six pack of IPA or some just good tasting non American beer <laughs> and uh, uh, football, uh, NFL football every Sunday. Um, <laughs> what, what, what else? <laughs> what else, folks? Um, a crypto addiction, um, yeah, um, a tendency to towards. Uh, psychedelics on on nights out uh <laughs> so uh, maybe that is the um is the uh maybe that's a formula uh, has not been disproven yet to to my knowledge you know it's really kind of uh almost a bummer because uh you know, when you get sick, you have you have a lot of soup, and you look forward to just kind of having soup and cleansing like your body. But I feel like I haven't been uh, having far less soup now that when I'm not getting sick. And uh, you know, I, I do like a good soup, but uh, you know, mostly I like to have hearty meals. But uh, uh, you know, maybe that's one thing I miss about uh, being sick is just uh, having just making a making a big pot of like. Uh, chicken noodle or Italian wedding or some something like that or some chili and uh turkey soup and just really um uh, the turkey rice is pretty good and just having uh just having like a a big old pot of that for (laughs) for three days while uh you start to you know get back to uh uh health and speaking of soup, uh, you guys see the uh, soup, um, the the soup protests, and the where they are, uh, where these protests are are getting into um, museums and like uh, uh, paint, and they go and, and they open the can of soup and they throw it at the painting, the empty, they empty out the can and like um, you know wash it over the painting. Now the Paintings are, for the most part, I believe, protected by uh, by the frames, so that uh, unless you break the frame, uh, then you cannot like uh, 
damage the uh, uh, painting itself. So, uh, and a lot of people are kind of um, uh, in an uproar about the way that I think they're focusing on just the way that they're protesting. And uh, but one of the protesters had mentioned that, uh, and she had a great point that uh, this is our planet is. Uh, fucked right now and uh you know to draw attention by way of um by way of these paintings like you know the paintings don't matter if our planet if our planet is not going to be around for those plain paintings to exist in and um just a thing that we're uh we're diverting the uh what we want to talk about with this thing instead of addressing the issues that the people have and how we can uh make them better you focus on the thing that they're doing in and of itself to kind of uh as a, and start to pearl clutch over something that's very meaningless and the grand scale of things and that's how you know that at least a um a semi-functioning democracy is that uh, you are allowed to uh, do these things, um, protest, you have the right to protest and we're not, and you don't shut them up. So anytime you're going against that, then it's, uh, and clutching the pearls and for the, the lamer, the thing, the, uh, it, it, the worse, the pearl clutching, in my opinion, because these, these kids and these, uh, activists actually have a, a point towards what's going on uh what's going on here and uh some thought about um the direction we're going as a civilization and what we can do to um <clears throat> to ensure the survival of our species is uh it, it's important to have, even if we don't end up doing anything uh, about it, which is likely going to be the case. <laughs> the forces of capitalism are uh, are too strong at this point to um, to be able to uh, fix anything, and even the people uh, who are saying they are against this. Uh, uh, against these protest protests or against this form of capitalism uh, embrace it the most and that's kind of a working theory another TWATK working theory uh, hashtag if you will <laughs> is that um, <clears throat> the Alex Jones situation and that how uh, even Elon Musk will who just reinstated Trump today, is distancing himself from Alex Jones. Oh, T. Higgins is back on the field. Thank goodness. So even uh, Elon is distancing himself from Alex Jones. Now, I have a TWA2K working theory about Alex Jones. Now, uh, I think that in order to understand Alex Jones, you have to understand the um kind of conspiracy movements online in like the 
early 2000s and uh, 2010s. And in order to completely understand Alex Jones, if you're around at that time and watching some of the stuff that was coming on online. Um, so my working theory is that Alex Jones is um, Alex Jones plays up the uh, conspiratorial element of his um, of his personality in order to make it look ridiculous, because uh, that's exactly what has happened. He became the uh, popular show. And I think Alex Jones maybe was one of these guys that was that he, so that is, uh, I mean, he's, he's conspiracy, but he's super pro right winger. And if anybody was like in on any sort of, uh, conspiracy cover up, um, you know, uh, organized crime, uh, if anybody is probably right wingers, am I wrong? Um, <laughs> I, it would just seem like that's more the case. But so I think that Alex Jones had a problem is like super pro capitalist. And he had, and I think some of the stuff he was seeing online was in his mind, kind of, um, kind of worrying and, uh, like a, like we have the, uh, the internet has this potential to unify people and create a uh, a better, more unified world, and so Alex Jones, in being a brainwashed uh, right wing um, maniac, <laughs> um, uh, it decided that the best way to uh, to beat his his enemy, his perceived perceived enemy which would be like unification globalism etc the stuff that they always point out is uh despite being the biggest reflectors of those uh negative traits that they say so alex jones decides to embody he decides that the best way to beat his perceived enemy uh and score one for the perceived good guys western democracy slash capitalism is to become his become a representative of what he thought had the power to to change to change the world and decided to make it look completely fucking looney tunes and to destroy it from from within by be, by becoming a uh by by identifying with these conspiracy movements and it was an interesting transition i'm just saying that took place in that time period where the uh, conspiracy movements were starting to come up with ideas as to how we could physically, um, infrastructurally, I should say, uh, 
have a better system than what we have now. They were addressing the real problems, like the core issues. Uh, and you just don't see those anymore. And I think, who knows, the, le the legitimacy or lack thereof uh, from said a said actor uh <laughs> and who knows how much of that had had an impact in uh discrediting um like uh i don't want to say modern conspiracy movement or attach anybody who is like um trying to uh come up with systems that uh the world would operate better more unified uh i don't want to I don't want to uh, conflate the two, um, but there uh, there is kind of a, there is an overlap in I guess the types of people that think that uh, that um, you know and I I think that I don't think there's quote a conspiracy I think there are conspiracies and it's bit and it's for like capital gain and shit um, as stated before here I don't think like jd rockefeller is going to his calendar and going okay today is the day we uh <laughs> today is the day we we uh, unleash the uh transsexuals <laughs> like i don't think that this is uh this is sane to think is 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 happening but I do think there are little conspiracies uh, along the way, and there are conspiratorial things that happen, but it's on a much smaller scale. It's on a micro scale. It's not on like a macro scale. Like um, I, I once again, I will restate. I, I think if you think that it is happening on some sort of macro level like that, that you are giving humanity way too much credit than it deserves and for by and large we are very reactionary uh we do prepare for things but we uh as things happen it seems far less that they are very planned out and that it is more kind of a us reacting to shit that's going on doesn't it like why am i the crazy one to see to feel that uh um you know, people think I'm the weird one for feeling that uh, there's no uh, there's no just grand conspiracy playing out. Uh, you know, I think this seems like we're just kind of <laughs> like we're it it does seems like a very ill planned out plan, does it not? It seems like we're just kind of reacting, like things are going on. Things are going on and we're doing stuff about them after they happen. Because we just seem to get caught off guard so much. So much. Um, but that's besides the point. And uh, I'm digging my heels. And that is the working theory of the TWA2K show. Is that, uh, and um, I believe it was a guy off the majority report, um, Sam Cedar, who said that. Um, what did he say? Is that uh, uh, if Alex Jones didn't exist, that the CIA would have created him anyway? And that—that that is kind of that it that does kind of perfectly uh, encapsulate, uh, in my mind, the the uh, the, the situation that uh, that is kind of unfolding with Alex Jones because 
if you were around in uh, paying attention to the internet in the in the in the early two thousands and late nineties um, uh, about the kind of conspiracy stuff and the uh, a kind of Star Trekian kind of um, unified worldview uh kind of the seeds of that getting planted i just think it's too much of a matter of convenience and i look at alex jones and the type of person that he is and um it just kind of uh you know it's kind of one of those things where you know walks like a duck talks like a duck <laughs> so uh i guess uh i guess we'll see well, we shall we shall see over the course of time because uh, we have no way of knowing unless anything uh, unless anything leaks. So, so we'll see. We'll keep that as an open theory, I, I, unless I want to be like uh, disproven otherwise. It seems like those type of that type of personality, like an extreme. Uh, right-wing uh dude who's super pro-capitalist is also like super conspiracy and believing and like uh blow horning about all the uh crazy conspiracy theories even the ones that are like super looney tunes seems a little uh, uh convenient right like a convenient uh uh, uh personality archetype to uh discredit the you know, modern conspiracy slash um, people who want uh, civilization to uh, people who have higher desires for uh, civilization and their role as a person within said civilization. And like, that's why I get worried about uh, a lot of this like mental health stuff is I got, um, I got suspicions that it could evolve into um, something very, um, very crappy and um, uh, authoritative and fascistic. Like my position on, you know, mental health and diagnoses and stuff is that the main manual that they use to uh, diagnose psychiatric uh, conditions is the DSR and it has multiple uh, versions of it. But uh, the only problem with that is that uh, the DSR, like in former versions, even like I think like uh, 15 or 20 years ago or 25 years ago, classified like homosexuality as a uh, mental disorder and uh, that uh, they still classify uh, Oh, nice. Bengals picked up a third and five to uh, Hayden Hurst. And they still, I think, classify um, uh, transsexualism as a uh, mental disorder. So, like, I rail against mental health because not because I think, like, uh, not because I, I think lightly of it, but I just realize that it's impossible to uh gauge at the moment based on where we are uh <laughs> where we are with technology it's just there's no uh there's no there's no evidence that these things are um that uh, psychotropic drugs are the uh 
treatment for depression or how to um or how to um what is the best way to go about alleviating depression or um yeah you know because even they say the drugs that they come out with like uh are for like five percent of the people they end up being prescribed to uh which is um oh joe bro drops one to t higgins oh drops a bomb into t thank god that man is okay <laughs> let's go Bengals first and goal from the five yard line so um the reason why i often will will be against um these sorts of uh or not against but let's just say skeptical of uh anything mental health related is because i know it's all kind of uh uh bullshit right i know it's all kind of guessing that this might work and not really knowing joe bro keeper joe bro keeper oh down to the one down to the one i thought he was gonna run that in fuck i like that play call though and i've been hating on zach uh taylor but i think that I, I've seen he's get, been getting noticeably better. He challenged a couple plays and he didn't get away with, uh, or he didn't, uh, the ref didn't see it his way. But I mean, there were the right challenges and he's calling the offense a little bit better. So we'll see. All right, they're in empty, or no, single back. Single back. Joe Burrow boots out, throws it, touchdown. Touchdown, hers. Or no, Taylor. Oh, Trent Taylor. Beauty, what a throw by Burrow. <laughs> Irwin. Irwin, nice. Nice catch. That was a laser. I think Joe guy was plastered all over him. Let's uh watch. He's going like uh he's doing a hook around the back of the right end zone. He goes, he goes, yeah. Joe Gobers puts it on the money. What a catch. What a catch, bro. I think he's, that was his third uh, touchdown for today. Let's go. McPherson get this extra point. Perfect. 24-20 Bengals. 7-0-2. In the third Q. Let's go. I didn't even think they were going to win this game because um, TJ Watt back and Jamar Chase out. But, man, Burrow just finds a way. People have been all over trying to get me <laughs> to trade him in my fantasy league. Nah, -uh. a guy offered me. Uh, what did he offer me? Uh, Justin Fields and a first for Burrow and a fourth. No. So uh, now that they scored, we can uh, go back to our uh, discussion. They uh, had a so um, so yeah. I just worry about um, the potential abuses that uh can happen where we're uh where we're you know treating things that don't need to be uh treated where we're over prescribing like medication and yeah you know, a lot of people had uh mentioned that these uh, these um uh drugs are fucking with kids like personalities and uh, turning them into into different people and um you know i just uh that is why i kind of am um 
always uh skeptical like uh what like i um you know i felt like i might have had depression before but i kind of went the you know went about natural routes to uh to improving my life like little things like uh just trying to live a better um more balanced uh uh life and uh treating myself better and uh instead of trying to you know go hey so hey doctor you know this and that you know i was like i think and i think everybody should at least try to do uh owes it to themselves to now there's different cases where somebody is clearly like schizophrenic or clearly has uh mental issues where the mask of the uh pharmaceutical that uh, that they put over it is uh beneficial to that person's well-being but generally speaking find that it's over prescribed and it's to the point where it's creating imbalances in uh the education system and that like if you're not on shit ton of adderall you're going to get worse grades than the person who is <laughs> and uh and turns into just a different type of uh uh different 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 type of drug circle um and not only that but here let me read to you um which i found uh noteworthy let me read to you right now the reasons to be admitted to an asylum in virginia in the time periods between 1864 and 1889 okay so like 150 years ago ish um so let's uh let's go over it now shall we um it's like 200 years ago but whatever that not the point not the point but let's just less than 500 years ago uh our civilization like in terms of how long we've been around which is arguable based on our whichever uh evolutionarily evolutionary quirk you feel uh best resembles are being called human um <laughs> so, so you know less than 500 years in our development this was reasons to be admitted to an asylum over which, which lobotomies were likely performed on you um so these were things that could get you that could potentially get you admitted to asylum buckle up folks uh impertinence and business trouble kicked in in the head by a horse <laughs> hereditary predisposition ill treatment by husband <laughs> imaginary female trouble hmm no that's convenient um hysteria immoral life imprisonment jealousy and religion laziness marriage of son okay maybe i would agree with that on its own <laughs> masturbation and syphilis oh shit uh masturbation for 30 years so you 30 years masturbating then you get admitted to asylum okay that's nice to have a round number um 
continuing along. Uh, medicine to prevent conception. Menstrual deranged. Men menstrual deranged means you're you have deranged menstrual cycle. I eh, don't really want further clarification on that. Let's just say <laughs> I, could, I could go on a Wikipedia endeavor, but uh, let's memory hole that. Uh, <laughs> continuing along, mental excitement, novel reading, nymphomania. Hmm, convenient. Opium habit. Um, yeah, that would I'd be fucked. Uh, <laughs> overaction of the mind. Yep, definitely fucked. Overstudy of religion. Oh, okay, well, there's something that is probably useful. <laughs> Overtaxi mental powers. Parents were cousins. Periodical fits. Tobacco and masturbation. That is the third. That is the third time masturbation has been brought up. Oh, since you already got the ball back up 22-24. Okay, let's... Uh, uh, political excitement. <laughs> there we go. There's... Uh, that's what you would expect on there. Politics. Oh, did Burl get picked off? I think he got picked off. By what? Let's see here. Yeah, I just got just got scooped up. That sucks. Okay. Um, continuing along. Religious enthusiasm. Fever and loss of lawsuit. Fit in desertion of husband. Fits in desertion, the deserting uh, husband. Asthma, just straight up asthma. <laughs> okay, not enough you have asthma, but you can be fucking admitted for it. <laughs> for it. Uh, bad company, that is very just, I think you could shoehorn a lot of things into bad company. Bad habits and political excitement. That's the second time political uh, excitement. Bad whiskey. Bad whiskey can get you admitted uh, to a mental institution in the late 1800s, um, 17th century. Uh, so, continue along. Bloody flux, whatever that means. Brain fever, business nerves, carbonic acid gas, congestion of brain. Death of sons in war. Okay. <laughs> so, that, so that's uh, adding um, injury to insult. Decoyed into the army. Deranged masturbation. Uh, desertion by husband. So that was half of them. That was just half of them. Oh, Pittsburgh's got a third and four. Hopefully we can stop them and hold them to a field goal. Would be ideal. Angle stacking the box here. Getting pressure. And can you pick it? Those a duck fourth down. Okay, I'll take it. All right. Uh, let's do the other half. The other half of the reasons that you could get admitted into an asylum in Virginia. Late 17th century. 
Dissolute habits, domestic affliction, domestic trouble, dropsy. The fuck is that? I actually want to look this one up. D R O P S Y. D R O P S Y. Let's let, let's actually look that one up. That one. Dropsy. 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 Epidemic dropsy is a clinical state characterized by edema resulting in use of edible oils adulterated with Mexican poppy. Oh, okay, so this is basically just a uh, a drug induced um, a drug induced like psychological effect. All right, 23-24, Bengals getting ball back. Okay, continuing along. Uh, egotism. Okay, well, hey, uh, if there's one we could bring back, maybe this uh, would actually help uh, <laughs> help a lot of problems in the world. Epileptic fits, excessive sexual abuse. Excitement as officer. Okay. Exposure and hereditary. Exposure and quackery. Exposure in army. Just to get the three main categories of exposure, apparently. Um, fever and jealousy. Fighting fire. Suppressed masturbation. Suppressed suppression of menses. The war, time of life. It was just your time of life to get uh, admitted to the asylum. Uh, uterine disarrangement, venereal excesses, vicious vices, women trouble, superstition, shooting of daughter, smallpox, snuff eating for two years, spinal irritation, gathering in the head, greediness, grief, gunshot wound. Uh, Adding insult to injury, hard study, rumor of husband murder, <laughs> just for the rumor of a husband murder. Like, this is in the time where they burnt witches, and we essentially have no more, no greater of an understanding of mental health. We have very margin, a marginally, no, because it's all just guessing games nonetheless. Let me read off the last couple of these before. Hard study. Uh, we already did that. Uh, Self-abuse, sexual abuse and stimulant, sexual derangement, false confinement, feebleness of intellect, <laughs> fell from a horse in war, female disease, and dissipation of the nerves. Now, I don't know about you, but I fucking ticked off a good chunk of those. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, um, even though it was you know, 200 years ago, it was still like a... Uh, it was still, um, we still do not have a really great or significant, uh, we don't have a significant leap in understanding uh, uh, what makes us tick mentally. And, uh, um, and well, we might, but it just might not really be in our control or, when our, or in our ability to uh, do anything about. And we just have these. 
pills that just mask uh that just mask problems instead of really truly uh making things better so i just wanted to clarify like i have a lot of people you know if i say something on twitter or i'm coming at uh it feels like i'm coming at an organization or uh i just worry about the um acting like we know everything uh about these things that it could end up in a scarier place than just the um just the effects of these things uh in and of themselves so uh the Bengals game is just wrapping up i got my fingers crossed go Bengals! hopefully we can uh squeak this one out Joe Burrow looks great nonetheless. The offensive line, uh, Cordell Volson, um, you know, the it's wide open, man. And uh, if they can just go on a nice little run and secure their spot in the playoffs, after that, anything can happen. We'll put a pin in it there. That's, uh, that's enough for this one. We'll see you on the next one. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, that was the world according to kyle podcast have a good one everyone take care y'all bye